The Pleasure Project with Donna Skoglund, episode 96. Today is day three of Goal Week, where I am sharing my top tips, tricks, mindset shifts to help you achieve your goals and set yourself up for success in 2023. Today is all about six mindset shifts to achieve your goals with ease. This was a big part of my pleasure project because I was pursuing my goals from a place of stress, anxiety, pressure, fear, rushed action taking. And although I was doing a lot of things, I was taking lots of action, it was really coming from this pressury, unpleasurable place. And I was doing things, but it wasn't creating the result that I wanted. So I decided I was going to shift how I was pursuing my goals and what I was focusing on. So instead of focusing so much on actions, I started to focus more on my emotional fuel, how I was feeling when I was taking actions, what I was believing, what I was focusing on, how I was thinking, my energy, my vibration, all these more subtle, more intangible things. And it not only made the process so much more fun and enjoyable, but it's also so much more effective. So I want to share my my six tips for how to shift how you're thinking and the way that you are approaching the actions. And yes, absolutely, actions are a part of it. We do have to take actions, but how you take actions matters and, and how you feel taking those actions matter. So number one is this idea that the moment you have a desire for something that you want, an idea for your goal, it is done. And in quantum physics, the the belief is that we live in a multiverse, meaning that the moment you have your idea for a goal, there is an alternate universe where it is already achieved. And I like to think of this as a movie. So this is what I tell my clients when I'm coaching them and they tell me what they want. And I say, okay, I've just seen the movie of your life, of this part of your life. And the end of the movie is that you have achieved the goal. And so now your job is just to get really curious about how you got there. And when we see a really good, entertaining Hollywood movie, it's not smooth sailing. It's not like they start the movie and you know exactly what it's going to happen. And they just, everything goes right until they achieve what they want. No, it's filled with conflict and tension and plot twists and turns and obstacles and setbacks and challenges. And there's always moments where we're on the edge of our seat wondering, like, is it going to happen? Like, is this where it all falls apart? And internally, we're rooting for what, you know, we want to happen. But at many times in that movie, it does not feel like it's going in that direction. So your job is to continue to stay focused on the end of the movie. And I also like to think of it as the moment you have a desire, you have, it's like you have foreshadowed your own future. And so if you take that belief and you hold that belief and you practice that belief, you wake up every day being open to being guided on to the next step in your journey. And you know that it is inevitable. Your success is inevitable. It is done. And you're just looking for breadcrumbs to follow that the universe is giving you guidance in what to do next. 
And the whole idea of using the mantra, it is done. And the word amen, and in Sanskrit, it's swaha, is this idea that, okay, we have the desire, we set the intention, we we create the vision, and then there's a surrendering. Then we release. And then we open up to it unfolding organically versus trying to white knuckle and control every step of the way. So it's a very different shift. And I often ask my clients, like, how much time are you spending at the end of the movie? And most of them say not a lot. And I also tell them, like, what is it like at the end of the movie? What is it like when you have achieved the goal? And most of them can't even answer that question because they don't spend enough time there. So spend time focusing on the end of your movie and know that it is done. Number two is let go of the how. Your job is to focus on who and why. So one of my teachers calls this how greed. So right away, we want to know how we're going to get there. And this has been conditioned into us from school. It's like in school, they say, they tell us that there's a right way to do things and we have to do it that way or we will fail. So now we go into our adulthood when life is not as clear cut as it is in school and it's more creative and there isn't one right way, but we spend so much time obsessing about finding the exact right action plan that we can guarantee is going to work. And the problem is, There is no guarantee that any one way is going to work. So you have to hold your how loosely. So obviously, when we start off on the path to our goals, we have some idea of the first few steps. And that's all we need. We just need like the first step or the first few steps, because every step we take, the next step will be revealed to us. So when we spend too much time obsessing on the how and focusing on getting the right how, We actually short circuit that process and we close ourselves off to ways to get to our goals that we never have would have even thought of because we're so attached to one specific way and finding the right way. And we've been taught that like, okay, the way to set goals is you decide what you want and you create an action plan and then you follow the plan. But the thing is, we never know how we achieve the goal until we've actually achieved it. And it rarely looks like the way that we think it's going to look. So your job is to know what you want and focus on who you need to become, who is the version of you that has achieved the goal? How is that future self different from you today? How can you start to become her or him? And then why do you want that? And your why creates motivation. Your why generates the fuel, the energy, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the passion that drives you moving towards that. So you need something that's very compelling. Your your desire, your goal needs to be compelling to you. It needs to excite you when you think about the end of that movie and who you became at the end of the movie and the life that you're living at the end of the movie. I was recently listening to one of my coaches podcasts and she was talking about how when she hired a stylist it really changed a lot for her because she started to as she started to dress differently she started to feel differently and then she literally became this up-leveled version of herself 
through the way that she just dressed, because when she dressed differently, she held herself differently. She felt more confident. She felt more powerful. And so feeling more powerful allowed her to act more powerfully, to be more bold in her decision-making. And that is a big part of what actually led her to create the success, the amazing success that she has created. So it really got me thinking about you know, these subtle ways that we can influence our energy. And so focusing on who do we need to become and why we want the the goal, the desire, why it's important. And that is the most important things for us to focus on. And then the how will be revealed. The how comes as inspiration and ideas that happen. For me, it's when I'm not at my desk. It's when I'm having a shower or I'm walking my dog or I'm doing something completely different. And that's when I'm in that more relaxed state and I can access some more of my creative ideas. And then it's just about, again, those are like the breadcrumbs that we need to follow those, those insights and take action on those insights. And then that's how the how comes to you. It's not about finding the right thing ahead of time. So number three is knowing that and I, I think I talked about this yesterday in yesterday's podcast, which is when we delay happiness and we falsely believe that our happiness is on the other side of our goal. So a mantra that I remind myself of, and that was another big part of my project was it's not better there than here. When I achieve the goal, it's not going to be happy all the time, sunshine and roses rain, you know, rainbows and daisies and, you know, all those things, it's still going to be 50-50. 50% of that version of me is still going to be challenging and uncomfortable. I'll have a whole new set of obstacles that I'm up against. So that is a reminder for me to slow down, to enjoy the journey and not to rush because I was rushing and I, it was, and that rushing energy was coming from a place of like, I need to get there fast because it's going to be better there. And so this is not good enough. So I need to go as fast as I can to the other side of my goal. And then that'll be better. And then I can relax and then I can slow down. And that is just a big lie because that's just not how it works. So this is permission for you to slow down. There's no rush. Enjoy the journey now and find pleasure in the process. It's a, and again, another big part of my program and what we're going to be focusing on is to live into that truth that it is not better there than here. It's just different. So the fourth one is magnetize your goals using emotions. So when you think about what you want, think about your goal, think about what you desire most. And it's not actually that thing that you want. Although you think it is, it's how you will feel or how you think you'll feel when you get it. And the thing about emotions is it doesn't come from our circumstances. Our, you know, having the most beautiful house does not create an emotion. Having the most perfect job does not create an emotion. Having the most perfect partner does not create an emotion. It's your thoughts about these things. 
your thoughts are available to you in this moment. So how we magnetize what we want is we want to vibrate at the level of our goals. And the way that we vibrate at the level of our goals is to cultivate the emotion that we imagine we will feel. So there is a, I can't remember who said it, but he, there's a quote, assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. So think about your big wish, your desire, your goal achieved. You have fulfilled that. And then what is the feeling that you think you'll have? Is it ease? Is it happiness? Is it feeling desired? Is it feeling successful? Is it feeling attractive? Is it, what is it? And how can you actually generate that emotion right now using your mind, using your imagination? So this is giving yourself permission to feel the way that you want to feel right now. And that is actually, ironically, how you will get there. And it's not about waiting, thinking that that emotion is only available to us once we have the tangible result. It's actually the process to creating that tangible result. And we we falsely believe that, you know, I've, I've heard this, especially, you know, my, my lovely yoga friends is there's a little bit of resistance to setting goals because there's this false belief that it takes you out of being present. And I don't think that's true at all because when we set a goal, it actually, you know, keeps you focused on what you're doing now that will lead you to your goal instead of being reactive. So you can, when you think about cultivating a feeling, a feeling is happening in this moment. A feeling is caused by those biochemicals moving through your body, which you feel as this as vibrations. And these are all caused by your thoughts, what you're focusing on, what you're paying attention to. So figure out what is the feeling that you actually want, that you're going after, that you desire. So it's not the thing, but it's the feeling you think that thing will create. So instead of focusing overly on the result, focus on the feeling, generate the feeling now, and that will magnetize that goal towards you because you will be literally vibrating at that level. And if you think about a radio station, all those radio waves of all the different stations, there's the news station and there's the country station and there's the rap station and the classical station. And then what you do is you dial your radio to a specific station that you want to hear. And that's the same way that our vibration works. And this is when you when you think about confidence, it's like you got to vibrate at the level of confidence to attract the life where you feel confident. And the things that you in your mind see will create confidence for you. So the fifth one is take your foot off the brake. And what this means is that when you don't have congruence, an alignment between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. It's like having one foot on the gas pedal and one foot on the brake. And you're slowing yourself down, essentially. is It's like one part of you wants the thing and the other part of you believes that you can't have it. And that's the foot on the brake. And the, that's the, the part of you that has all the limiting beliefs, that has all the past outdated identities that are way past their expiration date. But if you're not 
creating congruence between your conscious and unconscious mind, you slow yourself down. You sabotage yourself unconsciously. You get in your own way. So this is a big, another big part of the Pleasure Project program is you're going to learn how to create congruence and align your subconscious with your conscious intentions so that you stop getting in your own way and so, so that you can take your foot off the brake. And it reminds me of the quote by Rumi, your path is not to seek for love, but to seek and find all the barriers you have against it. So what are the barriers you have against reaching your goal? What are the limiting beliefs? What are the blocks? What are the old programs that go against you achieving your goal? You have to identify those and remove those. And then the goal is done. Then it's here. So the last one is failure is the goal. And what this means, the, the thing I hear the most when I'm talking to people about goals is their fear of failure that stops them from either setting the goal in the first place or taking actions necessary to reach their goal. So if you flip that around and decide, okay, the, my goal is actually going to be to fail at trying or not, let me, let me say that again, to fail, to try, but to just assume that I'm going to try things and they're not going to work. So if the point is to rack up a whole bunch of failures, then you are willing to take the actions necessary. You're willing to try things. You're willing to be courageous and bold because you're like, hey, you know, I'm just racking up my fails. This is more about the growth of being willing to try things and be courageous and move towards uncertainty and do hard things than it is about actually getting the A, succeeding and winning. So this is just a little bit of a mind hack that we can do to make peace with failure, to not make it such a problem if something doesn't work. And it's us thinking about you know the worst case scenario that gets us to not even try. And so our brains are hardwired to go to the worst case scenario and to think about what could go wrong. And then we just fail ahead of time without even giving it our best shot. So any goal that's worth achieving requires doing things you've never done before, which requires, which means you'll probably fail. You probably won't get it right. You will probably struggle. And so the minute a challenge comes up, we give up. We're like, ah, can't, it's too hard. And we tell ourselves we can't do it. So your plan should include failure on purpose. So what would it be like to just decide, okay, these are all the things I'm going to fail at today or fail at this year. And you can just plan to screw it up. Don't plan to succeed. Plan to try and it not work. Plan for obstacles in advance. Plan what you'll do when it doesn't work. And this is what is called defensive pessimism is actually like, okay, what could get in the way? What could go wrong? When I fail, what am I going to tell myself? How, how am I going to talk to myself? What am I going to make that mean? And when you shift your thinking around that, you can just decide to take action because of the growth that you will experience and how you will evolve as a person and how you will impress yourself by being bold and courageous. And that is way more effective than being paralyzed by the idea that, oh no, what if I fail? 
What if I screw it up? What if it doesn't happen? Who cares? You're already there right now. You're, you've already failed at your goal right now. So you might as well try some things and see what happens. All right, so real quick recap, six mindset shifts to achieve your goals with ease. Number one, focus on the end of the movie. Number two, focus on what you want, who you need to become, and why it's important instead of focusing too much on the how. Number three, remember, it's not better there than here. It's still 50-50, so enjoy the process. Slow down. There's no rush. Number four is magnetize with the emotion you think you'll feel when you get there. Feel that way now. Number five is take your foot off the brake. This is uncovering unconscious limiting beliefs, blocks, programs, so that you don't slow yourself down and sabotage your efforts. And number six is decide to fail. Failure is the goal. How many fails can you rack up and allow the goal to be the growth that you experience by being willing to fail? And the irony is your success is actually built on a giant pile of failures. Look at every single person who has achieved great things. When we look at, you know, Jeff Bezos and Steve Jobs and all the people, when you read about their past, they failed so many times. I mean, what Thomas Edison, what did he try? Like 10,000 attempts at the light bulb. He failed 10,000 times before he actually did it. So that's what you need to be willing to do. Be willing to fail so many times. Don't make it a problem. Don't make it mean something about you. Just focus on the growth. All right. I'm back tomorrow with goal week fourth, number four, which is all about how to manifest your goals like a yogi. I'll talk to you then.